We are all on a journey. We are all at different points of life's journey, and that's okay. I'm Steph Reynolds, Director of Partner Care for Shine.fm. The purpose of life's journey is simple, but sometimes it's difficult. It's during those hard times that we are able to draw closer to God and have Him transform our lives. The Cross family's deep desire is to be servants of Jesus. As young missionaries and ambassadors for Him, they started their family with hopes of serving God together wherever He led them. This is Shine 180, stories of lives that have been transformed by God. Here is Levi's story. My name is Pamela Cross, and I am the mother of Liam, who is six, and little Levi, who is three. I'm married to my amazing husband, Daniel Cross. We've been married for 11 years now. We actually met back when I was 18. I was working at a Christian coffee house. Of course, I love coffee. That's a big part of our story. I was invited to help volunteer for Youth for Christ. I had no desire to go, (laughs) but my friend kept telling me, Pam, you're great with kids. You need to come. So I went. Daniel walked to the door, and of course, I volunteered after that. (laughs) And uh, so, yes, we met volunteering at Youth for Christ in Watsika, Illinois. We were married two years later when I was 20. My birthday is the day after. After we were married, um, we actually spent some time on the mission field in India. And it was about five years um, before we had our first child. We actually miscarried that first one um, in October of 2011. I just remember just the Lord carrying us through that season. And uh, it was rough. Um, You know, I just had moments of depression, but the Lord just completely, it was just a few months and He just swooped in and just got a hold of my heart. That depression left. You know, I've had rough moments since then. It's just that that month in October, anytime that month, the birthday comes along is kind of gets me thinking. But other than that, just the Lord's grace and love has been there. A year and a half later, we had Liam um, in 2013. He is a spitball. <laughs> he just loves playing outside. We always joke that his natural habitat is outside, just in the dirt. I don't think a day really goes by that he doesn't come inside with mud and dirt all over. We pretty much have to have a bath every day. It doesn't matter. Even during the wintertime, he's outside. In 2016, we found out we were expecting another little one. We had Levi. He was born December 17th of 2016. He literally came out the happiest little baby. It was maybe five minutes after he was born, he was smiling at us. I just remember prophetic words as I was carrying him, just that the child inside of me would bring so much joy and excitement. And that's what Levi did. He brought so much joy and excitement to our lives and to so many lives around us. The start of a battle no parent wants to be on with their child, but the God winks and miracles of his continued presence kept the family strong. Levi was about a little over a year old when we realized that something was kind of off. He was really tiny. He weighed very little. He was usually did not make the growth charts. We kept asking the different doctors and nurses that we would see, you know, is something wrong? Can we get him checked out? And they always said, well, he's, he's doing okay. He began to have random fevers for months. They would just come and go. I remember on two occasions, he had fevers that were um, 104. And I remember sending out a prayer chain and both times sent out the prayer request. Within 20 minutes, those fevers broke. And, uh, you know, just watching the Lord even then move. 
everything just kept amplifying and we just kept asking the doctors and nurses like is there anything wrong is there something going on well in august of 2018 we felt led to start a prayer group in our home praise and worship and as we began that things started intensifying just we really felt like the lord was preparing us for a battle ahead we didn't know what that battle was every prayer meeting every sermon that was taught on um at church and the sh- different sermons of preachers we would listen to it was just like everything was being confirmed it was just like getting stronger and stronger it just reminded me of like like contractions for childbirth just just intensifying and we just began to 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 cry out in prayer just for our friends our family our church family our community what we didn't know is how close to home that battle would hit november 7th of 2018 Um, so just a couple months after we started the prayer meetings our home we were supposed to take Levi to a doctor's appointment and less than an hour before this appointment to try to really figure out what was going on we got a call that insurance wasn't going through and we couldn't go to the appointment and i just remember being so like devastated you know i tried for for um the last couple months to try to figure out really what you know what was going on with the Levi to not have this appointment go through was just really heartbreaking But at the same time I remember for 2 weeks I felt like the Lord was nudging me to set up an appointment with another doctor. I actually called that doctor that very same day and they were I was expecting to not be able to get in for another 2 to 3 weeks, you know, paperwork being transferred to a totally different hospital. And uh, but they were able to get me in that exact same day. And I just was blown away. I was like, God, this is you. You are in it and you're going to help us. And um I was actually watching other little ones that day. So I made the appointment for that very next day, November 8th. The doctor was just amazing. She listened to what just the concerns of my heart. She took so many notes. I couldn't believe that just how many notes she was writing. And she listened and she actually ordered a test to be done. It was a, a urine test. She said, "You know, we will wait to do his next appointment and after he was 2." Levi at this point was 22 months old. So we were going to do uh, blood work and x-rays that next appointment if these ones came back negative. Well, 2 weeks later, um we never made it to that next appointment because Levi had a crashing moment. Um he just began to become like very lethargic. 30 minutes after he would wake up, he would just f- want to go to sleep and I can't tell you how many times we'd find him on the kitchen floor or the hardwood floor and then like the hallway and he would just be sleeping and laying down just no energy, just zero. He slept the days through. About 2 weeks later, I was getting him ready for church. went to go put on a new shirt and realized his belly was so swollen. I mean, it literally looked like he was pregnant. The fear tried to creep in and Dan and I, you know, we just we didn't want to bring him to the ER. We just wanted him to see that doctor that had listened. We just felt like she was going to help. So we just prayed through that day and just asked the Lord to keep him. If we needed to, we were going to the ER, but we just felt like it was okay to wait till that next day. So we went to go see our doctor and right away she ordered blood work and x-rays and of course I was nervous you know we've never had that we got there he screamed for the x-rays but the blood work they had me hold him down he did amazing that was just the very beginning of just what God was doing through Levi 2 days later on a Wednesday um we had taken Liam to school Daniel was off to work and I received a call just before 9 a.m. and the doctor said, you know, Levi is very anemic and he would need a transfusion. I just remember my heart just fluttering so much and I got so nervous and um she said we're going to do more tests, we're going to run just once again just 
those tests that they do when they're first born, just cystic fibrosis, we're going to run for celiac disease. And they were just listing different things they were going to do. So we hurried up, packed bags, found somewhere for Liam to, to stay the night. We actually packed for two nights because you just never know. I called Daniel at work. I just remember shaking and I wasn't sure if he you know, was even going to be able to come home, but he said, no, he said, I'm on my way. We really didn't wait long to get in there. I just remember once again, just the doctors, they did all new tests, just more blood work, more x-rays. We were in there for hours. I think it ended up being like 14 hours in that ER room. Eventually a lady came in to do a sonogram or an ultrasound of Levi's belly. After a little bit, I said, so are you, do you guys see something? She said, oh, you didn't know I was coming. I said, no, I, I didn't know, but I kept wondering if something was wrong with his kidneys just because of the fevers. It was a few hours later when they came back, our room filled with the pediatric doctors and nurse, and they told us the news that would devastate most families. They start off with all the good things. Sugars were good, and these things are good, but the, his hemoglobin was low. He would need a transfusion. And then they went on to say that they found a large mass in Levi's abdomen. In that moment, that should devastate. We just had so much peace, and it's not because of us, but it's because the Lord had already begun to prepare us for the battle ahead. I just remember looking at my mother-in-law and father-in-law that were in that room with us and looking back at the doctors and saying just how God had led us there and how God had led us to that next doctor who led us to that hospital. It was just a beautiful moment. And I remember looking at the doctors and asking, okay, so what's our next step? In the midst of a hospital room full of nurses and doctors and their very sick Levi, a beautiful moment full of God's peace. He had prepared them for this battle. The ambulance came and we had our long track to Peoria, Illinois, just where most of our journey took place. First of all, we had no idea what that hospital was about. No idea that it was a St. Jude <laughs> affiliate. They just began to do tests and, and different things on Levi to try to find out what type of mass it is, if it was benign or cancerous. The beginning of December, this is a couple weeks into our journey, we came back to find out the results. Right away, they started realizing that there was more to this tumor. It just looked angry, like more aggressive. And that's when we realized that he had neuroblastoma cancer very rare. Um, there's roughly seven to 800 diagnoses in the U.S. of childhood cancer with it. It's aggressive. All those months of fevers and everything, we just praise God that it was just in that one location and not throughout his body. What Levi had was a special gene. It's called an alchemutation, and so it made his cancer even more aggressive. <laughs> you know, that was a little bit to take in. And when he got that chemo, it was clear, it was just in a bag, just like what he would for like a blood transfusion or the saline. You know, I just remember watching that go into his his body for the first time and just praying and asking the Lord just to, to watch over him and protect him. Levi, he barely had any side effects from that. It was just amazing. Levi underwent his first surgery and they had put a metaport in originally because we thought it was the different cancer. And then once we found out it was um, neuroblastoma, he actually needed a central line put in. So he underwent a second surgery 
each time Levi would wake up from these different scans and surgeries, I just remember my heart would sink and especially after the surgeries because he had no idea. He was just a little guy. But I just remember my mama's heart would ache and it was it was hard to see him wake up and just like almost the look on his face was like, what is going on? But he'd always want mama. And so that just, <laughs> just meant a lot to me. Overwhelmed, God never leaves us abandoned. Soaking in the love of God, their church family and their community and recognizing that God is in every moment with us and He brings His people to surround us. We celebrated Levi's second birthday in the hospital. That was December 17th of 2018. And then we were able to go home for a few days, but we came back because Levi had a fever. And with cancer patients, anytime you have a fever of 100 and, or 100.4, then you have to go to the hospital because they have to get antibiotics just in case it's an infection in the Lyme. So we ended up back in the hospital. And I just remember we were actually over there. I can remember the room and it was room 219. And we were over Christmas Eve, we were at the hospital. Daniel and Liam had to go stay at the family house. And I remember feeling so alone that day. I mean, I was thankful that our family was together, but you know, we were under two different roofs. Levi was in my lap and I looked down at him and I could see his hair on the pillow. And this, like I said, this was Christmas Eve. And I just remember breaking down and just asking the Lord just, just to help me to have peace and, and just to find his joy in those moments. And if I can fast forward to this year, because of being in the hospital last year, this Christmas Eve, we were able to be at church, you know, after two years. I just remember just looking around as we, you know, had candles and sing Holy Night, just looking around the room. And I felt so much love. I was just so overwhelmed by the love of God and just looking around at my church family that was there. And it was amazing and just overwhelming in such a beautiful way just to know that this is my family, church family, my community. And it just was such a powerful and beautiful moment. Just knowing that, you know, God doesn't leave us empty. Yes, last year was a challenge and a different season, but just that God was, he was in every bit of it. So yes, we spent um, Christmas at the hospital and that was, you know, it was bittersweet. We were so thankful to be together. And then the nurses were amazing. They wrapped presents for the boys and we woke up to that. We had garland that um, Daniel and Liam had went and got. They draped it around a shelf that's in there. It kind of looked like a fireplace and put lights and ornaments in there. So just a beautiful memory. So January 2nd, Levi had his second surgery, but something wasn't working. He had this new line that had just came out. We'll come to find out it actually had a kink in it. So Levi needed to have a third surgery to put in a new line that was going to work. The good thing about these lines and the ports is that it allows you to not be, the children to not be poked so much. And so they just typically just have that one line. It can be a year, a couple years. So we were thankful that he was getting the new line replaced. So in January, we went up to Comer's and this is where Levi had some of his treatments. Shortly after that, Levi got really sick. We went through so many tests trying to figure out what was going on there. We ended up meeting the ICU doctor, the crisis nurse. I mean, things got intense again. And just when things were, you know, starting to go really well, began to ask the Lord just to help us, just to, I mean, he was so uncomfortable, couldn't sleep. He was crying, whining, and it was emotionally and physically draining. You know, after meeting meeting those nurses and doctors, it was intimidating. We had so many people in our room. I mean, we'd have like 10, 12 people at one time. In February was one of our biggest hurdles with Levi. We ended up going back to Comer's for radiation. 
with that, he needed around the clock um, nursing care. And so they had somebody, a nurse there that literally was outside his room at the window 24 seven. And we got to know those nurses pretty well. <laughs> yeah, we made some good friends there. But while he was in radiation, I just remember looking in that room and I mean, there's caution tape everywhere. There's plastic all over the floor. Everything is covered in plastic. And there's just so much that you have to do. It was a really intense few days because even with that, because Levi was so radioactive, we couldn't hold him. We couldn't, I couldn't kiss him. Uh, I was so used to kissing his head. We could barely be in the room because you can only have so much radioactivity yourself and we would be going home with him. We were asking everybody just to pray. At this point, I'd started um, Levi's Facebook page called Levi's Story. And we just asked everybody to pray. Throughout this, Dana and I went on like a little lunch date. Um, the nurse was amazing. She said, you guys need to get away and go have some time. So we walked to one of the restaurants that's there in the hospital, trying to make our way back to the children's hospital through the hallways. We got to the elevator after this long little hall, getting ready to push the button. And Daniel said, Pam, how would you like to go on an adventure with me? When he said that, I just kind of looked at him and he said, I could be completely wrong or can be 100% right. He said, but I just feel like the Lord is saying that there's a mama, a single mom in room 216 who needs love and encouragement in the NICU. The crazy thing is we were pretty much right there by the NICU. I said, well, I said, okay, you know, let's do it. So we just went by the NICU door, which was not too far away. And literally I said, well, just out loud. I said, Lord, if we're meant to go through this door, I ask that you would open it. I'm telling you, it was a moment. That metal door opened. A nurse came walking out, just smiled at us and kept on texting. And we looked at each other and we walked in through the NICU <laughs> where we weren't supposed to be. So, <laughs> so we got to the secretary's desk and she said, who are you here to see? We looked at each other. We're like, well, we're not really here to see anybody. She said, oh no, you can't be here. My husband, just with the authority of the Lord just gently put his like fist down on her desk and he said, no, you need to hear me out. I remember she sat back in her chair a little bit with a look on her face. She said, okay. And Daniel said, we were just down in the gift shop and the Lord just began to place on my heart that there is a single mom who needs encouragement. You no, know, I don't know if you have a room 216. And she said, no. He said, but we're on the second floor. Is there a room 16? And she looked at her list and she just the look on her face. She said, yes, yes, there's a, a single mom there. And we, you know, at this time the Lord is moving and she looked at my husband and pulled and she said, this is Jesus. And my husband said, yes, it is. <laughs> and it just was incredible just to be used by that. So we asked her, we said, we just feel like we need to get her some things from the gift shop. Will you let us back in? Because those doors aren't supposed to be open to us. She said, yes, I will let you back in. So we went to the gift shop, prayed over things. And it was just incredible watching the Lord. Daniel was in one part of the gift shop. I was in the other. But when we came together, everything matched from like the different colors and floor designs designs to the scriptures we had chosen. And it, you know, just one of those things that you just know the Lord is in it. So we got back up there, gave this to the secretary. We never did get to meet that mama, but I love what Daniel says. He says, you know, maybe, yes, we were there for that mom to encourage her, but we were also there to encourage that the secretary. And since then we've become friends and, um, you know, we communicate with one another. Here we are, you know, we go back to our um, fourth floor hospital room. It's really intense. Levi's behind caution tape and all this lead walls and everything. And the secretary came over on her lunch break to come visit us 
But as she came, she began to tell the receptionist there and the nurses there and um, everybody what had just taken place and happened. And we literally just had a crowd around our room. And it was just incredible. I mean, just of, of nurses and then just staff that worked there and just began to share just, just the goodness of God and how the Lord led us there. And, you know, just knowing that Levi was behind those walls, but everything, every season in our lives, every opportunity, you know, the Lord gives us a choice. You know, we can be bitter. We can, you know, I could, we could have just stayed in our room and moped or not listened to the Lord, but he gives us just the opportunity to share of his goodness and his greatness. And we were just so blessed by that. And the Lord opened up just amazing friendships there at that hospital. Overwhelmed, God never leaves us abandoned. Soaking in the love of God, their church family, and their community, and recognizing that God is in every moment with us and brings His people to surround us. This was Shine 180, Levi's Story, Part 1. To hear how God continues to make Himself present in the middle of their storm, listen to Part 2 of Levi's Story. Stories of forgiveness, redemption, grace, restoration. I'm Steph Reynolds. Director of Partner Care for Shine.fm. Your story matters. Your story offers hope and encouragement to others. Share your story by calling 855-987-9866. That's 855-987-9866. Shine 180, stories of lives transformed by God because of your faithfulness.